So I'm, I'm okay. I'm a mom as well. So I have two two kids. I call them fleas. Um, and <laughs> no, there's uh, <laughs> just not flea bags. No, <laughs> no, they wash at least once a day. Um, so. Hey guys, and welcome to the third installment of our Women of Steel series right here on the Matt Brown Show. Lisa Ellingworth is the CEO of Future Proof, a social entrepreneurship that's focused on taking an entrepreneurship-focused curriculum to students around South Africa. You know, this is no small task, and it comes with significant legacy challenges. Lisa is what I like to call an edupreneur, which is an entrepreneur who works within the education sector. Edupreneurs are mission-driven and live for bringing to light positive impact. They can be found building new educational organizations and businesses, developing the latest edtech tools, running new schools, and giving keynote speeches around the world. They lead with a 21st century education mindset and are known globally inside and outside of the classroom. Lisa is one of these incredible humans, and I'm thrilled to bring you her story. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. And we're live. Hey guys, welcome back to another cracking installment of the Matt Brown Show. And in fact, as you, if you've been living in a tree, you probably wouldn't have seen this, but uh, this is in fact not the Matt Brown Show anymore. This is now Women of Steel, powered by the Matt Brown Show. And we are in part three, and with me today is Lisa Illingworth, the CEO of FutureFit. Welcome to the show. Nice. Future proof, but nice. Good job. <laughs> Rebrand. <laughs> Woman of steel. I know. And hey. basically, you know, what you do le- legitimately qualifies you as a woman of steel. And why don't you explain to us a little bit more about what you're trying to do on a day-to-day basis? Okay, cool. So, yay, woman of steel. I'm going to start own that. I'm going to put that on my email signature coming up, woman of steel. Like, yeah. that's going to be a thing now. Um, we at uh, Future Proof. Future uh, Proof. Yeah. Hashtag future fit, but from future proof. Hashtag didn't prep this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, so we teach kids uh, how to think and act like entrepreneurs because you know what? Like 18 is way too late to start thinking and acting like that Mm. and learning your first lessons around the age of 18. Now, suddenly, when you've got car repayments to handle and like insurance, what's that? And now suddenly you're going to have to try and start a business. And sometimes that doesn't even happen at 18. Sometimes that happens at like 23. And sometimes like me, it happens at the age of 30 something. I'm just going to leave that there. And, uh, and, and it's, it's tough. It's really, really hard because the school fees at that age are really expensive. Mm. So why are we not engaging <laughs> with this earlier and, and kids getting a handle on entrepreneurial concepts from like the age of six? Couldn't agree with you more. Where did the spark come from, though? The, the spark for Future Proof? Yes. Um, I was in my early 30s uh, as a trained educator, and I have a postgrad in curriculum design. I left the country. I went to Peru. They have llamas. And then came back with two small children getting divorced and had to find something to earn an income. So as many entrepreneurs do, you kind of fall into the survival entrepreneurship and sat there thinking, hell's bells, I have to pay for kids, I have to pay for this, I have to pay for that, and I'm starting a business. This is like this is really hard. Why on earth am I learning all of these lessons now? It's not rocket science. 
Like, why are we doing it at the age of 30? Why has no one taught me this earlier on? And so out of my own struggle and pain and anguish and some PTSD, uh, kind of went back and built a curriculum for entrepreneurship for kids. Wow. Yes. Can I get a clap for that one? <laughs> Does everyone have to have a shot when they ring the ring bell? Is that Just ring it. I know you want to. <laughs> That's my ringing face. I practiced that before I came. But I mean, hats off to you. I think it's uh, it's great to, to meet an entrepreneur who is not just talking about it. Oh, this is a sensitive nerve for me. Mm. You're like you're like you're like touching me on my studio right now. Well, it's the truth. It right? is the truth. Why is it the truth? Because um, entrepreneurs suffer from this thing called vaporware. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I have seen it so often. Like they can package things in 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 beautiful material, um, and then and then not be able to do it at all, mm. right? So and and that's something. It's just vaporware. It's like look at my smoke and mirrors. Look at the sleight of hand. This thing that I do. But actually, when you have to run a sustainable business, you have to get your hands dirty and in the trenches. Like that's when they opt out, right? Mm. So I'd rather just package it beautifully. And teach people the stuffs, but not actually do the stuffs. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I think you know, it's you get you basically. I mean, I've, this kind of conversation has happened. Uh, I can't tell you how many times. Mm. Um, you know, educational systems not fit anymore mm. for this new world. Blah blah, mm. and that's true. No one can really argue with that. Yeah. And um, but then. The, the point that I'm making here, the aha, uh-huh, as Chris Lockhead would, uh, would basically describe it as, is that peop- entrepreneurs basically do one of two things. They just build their businesses and don't give a fuck about mm-hmm. making a difference. Correct. Or they justify, and I should say not all, and they justify that by saying that they don't have time. Ah. Okay. And then the second one is that you want to make a difference but you won't because you want money. Yes. And so I was speaking to a whole bunch of ladies here on the show. I can't remember. It was last year. There sometime. are other women of steel? No, no, no. This oh. is just a panel I had here. Like it oh. was Natasha Katapotis and various others, I think from a- Angels, something Angels. Anyway, but, um, but the, the, the reality is, is that you can make a difference and you can make money at the same time. So have you read our website? Because I feel like you have. No. Oh, because it literally says there, for purpose, for profit. Yeah. Like that can be a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. You don't have to go and sacrifice your profit at the altar of purpose. You really can mm. do both. And and that's it's it's fascinating actually sometimes when we pitch this idea. So they're like, so you're a, a PBO, you're an NPC, like what is houses. This? PBO, NPC? <laughs> public benefit organization, non-profit corporation. Oh, really? Like how have you structured your business? I'm like, PTY, straight up. that's it like i i'm if i teach kids how to start and run sustainable businesses profit is part of running a sustainable business therefore i should make it Mm. so i mean we we call it like brutal authenticity like we are brutally authentic Mm. in our business we do what we say and we say what we do and and if we're going to teach kids these things we need to do it you have to live it Absolutely. So what are you actually teaching kids about? And I know you said it's about, you know, entrepreneurship, but what specifically, I mean, there's lots to teach, right? So much. And as you say, there's no uh, textbook 
traditionally or at least in, as far as I've heard up until I don't know people do MBAs in entrepreneurship that have never started a business that's not the real world though no you this is no joke like hi I'd love to come and work for you Lisa you do amazing work it always starts like that and then it goes to and I have an MBA in entrepreneurship you should hire me <laughs> it's a thing like people do and they've never started a business yeah ever Okay, so we don't teach kids that. There is there is some theory involved, but it's it's mostly the first thing. Okay, so the first thing is is let's put it out there. I think you can teach entrepreneurship. Okay, so so let's disqualify the whole n- nature nurture mm. conversation that might ensue from here. I believe you can teach entrepreneurship, and I believe that, and not just me, a whole bunch of really clever people believe that. The only differentiator in success is behavior for entrepreneurs. So it's not the funding. It's not the idea. It's it's behavior. What do you mean by beha- behavior? So there was a study done by Scott Chain, and it looked at 50 entrepreneurs for 20 years around the world, successful entrepreneurs. Okay, so track their behavior over – or track their history for 20 years, right? Yep. And they looked at the ideas, the business ideas, they looked at timing, they looked at funding, they looked at all of the the variables that happen within businesses that start to scale. And and there was no commonality whatsoever. So they were like, how how are entrepreneurs successful? How do we define a successful entrepreneur? If it's not the business, it's not the idea, it's not the people, it's not the network, it's not the – what is it? And they came up with the, what they call the top five, and it's behavior. It's behavior and characteristics that are elicited by all of these 50 people. Hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Can you give just one or two examples of what a behavioral characteristic is? Absolutely. So let's take things like um, an entrepreneur's superpower, which is being able to reframe problems as opportunities. So you'll sit with a typical entrepreneur in the room and they're going, oh, that really irritates me. I can make money from that. Like that's, that's their train of thought, right? Mm. It's, it gets quite irritating sometimes. Mm. You're like, can you just switch that off right now? So problem opportunity awareness, things like a high internal locus of control. So the belief that you have the ability to affect the circumstances around you. Mm. Okay, so that's one of the behaviors. And those are common across every successful entrepreneur around the world. Huh. Interesting. Because huh. um, <clears throat> I suppose I'm trying to connect your your world or your version of the truth with what mine is in the book. Yes, I, I actually took a look at some of the headings. Your twelve. Yeah. Your twelve. Is headings. that kind of? It is kind of in the same space. Yeah, you've, you're definitely playing in the ballpark. Okay. So I mean, I might have more. So ac- good. I'm not crazy then. Well, you're my brand of crazy. <laughs> Everyone's got a brand. Um, you're definitely playing in the ballpark with, with, and we'll do some shameless promotion quickly, with your book. You're in a game. You're in a game. Now, a best-selling okay. book. Should we do it in… Within seven days of launch. You're, you're, you're nationwide. Ring, ring, hello. Clap out. <laughs> Should we do it in the little tortilla boy voice? Have you seen that? No. no, Pablo Francisco. But uh, old Desmond there does very well. Some very pa- good. Some voice Pablo Francisco, yes. No, no, no Desmond. Maybe uh, later. Maybe later. Yeah. So you're definitely playing in the behavior space. What what it is is, it is that in a game. Mm. It's are you set for success? Have you trained? And I've just got some academic language to package it. Go but for it. basically, have you trained your neural pathways? Mm-hmm. Have you trained your entrepreneurial muscles mentally to act 
in a specific manner, no matter the kind of outside circumstances around you. Mm. And, and that's, that defines successful entrepreneurship. So when we teach entrepreneurship, it's based, based on a behavioral methodology, not a content methodology. Hmm. Do you know the difference? No. Explain that to me. <laughs> you had to say that because no, it was to. the next talking point. It was. Okay, go. <laughs> School these days is, 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 the, is the knowledge vomit. So the teacher stands at the front and goes, and just no, like all the knowledge just comes out. And then the kids like have to like scoop it up. And then they have to regurgitate it back. And that is like a tick. I've done my job as a good educator. And, and not to berate teachers because I think they're amazing. And mm. I was one. And so I think their job is really hard. But that's, our system is, is doing that. Mm. Now, so they teach content and they teach knowledge. Yay. If you, if you can regurgitate the answer back at me, yes, we've taught you knowledge. Awesome. Sometimes they add skills on top of that. So sometimes there's a bit of recognition, comparing, contrasting, a bit of blooms going on there. That's cool. And then maybe if you're lucky, you get to like the behavioral part. So what kind of human are we turning out at the end of the day? Are we turning out a well-balanced human or a high-performing human? What kind of human? And they don't often really get to that level of consciousness in the classroom, whereas what we built was entirely the other way around. So we're interested in the kind of human that we're developing. Do they have a high level of grit and tenacity? Do they attempt complex tasks before giving up? How many times do they give up? So we're interested in that and we measure and track that. And then on top of that, we add skills. Can you do? And then on top of that, do we add, do you know? Hmm. So it's That's just, pretty cool. It's fun, man. I yeah. can't believe I get paid to do this. I know. I had, a, I had one of the best experiences of my life yesterday. Whoa. I know. You had kids again? Hey, no. <laughs> but, it sure. inv- but it involved kids. I'm done having any more, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. But, uh, Care and maintenance uh, only. <clears throat> yeah. No, I'm done. Seriously, uh, <laughs> that's a hard done. I'm like that's that that not a soft boundary. That was like then, that was then a no hard. more coming, dude. <laughs> We're cutting that pipe off. No worries. <laughs> Factory is mothballed. Yeah, no. right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say snip? <laughs> oh dear. Oh uh, dear, I think we Chris, just tripped on something. Are you ready to play the game with Lisa? Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, but not now, later. Okay. okay. Anyway, so I'm we're digressing. Thanks for the distraction, though. Sure, squirrel. <laughs> I was trying to be cool for a second. Anyway. You have but tattoos. I, I did you are cool. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, but yes. Okay, um, so you had this moment yesterday. So yeah, so I did a keynote at, uh, at Parktown Girls High School yesterday. I saw the video. I know, man. It was just... Like I've done loads of corporate speaking, yeah, and uh, I've done, I've never done something that big. There were a thousand kids yes. there, yes. and uh, and I was just talking to them about uh, truths essentially. Mm. So kind of the stuff around the book and whatever. And so the, the goal behind the book is to get it into the hands of a million students by September. When? Yeah, yeah, the next twelve weeks. Yes, um, I don't care if it's the next. Yeah, whatever it takes. If it takes another three months, I'm not ready. But that's the goal, right? Okay. So, um, and so it was incredible to see and and it really experience the hunger for for knowledge and the and the and the thirst for guidance and but applicable, relevant knowledge. Like, yeah, totally. Not and in then, a vacuum. And it was, but it was hard to deliver certain things because you're sitting in an, an academic institution, correct? And so you have to be PC Correct. and to say things like, with respect, at school, they 
you know, yes. failing is bad, but in the real world, failing is fucking necessary. But you, you know? can't say fucking either. No, you can't say that stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't swear once. I was very Woo, impressed. Let's high five you on that. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. I just broke that bell. Anyway, <coughs> she just broke that bell, dude. <laughs> Ding <I'm> dong. Like <laughs> you have to do the. You have to do the bath now. Yeah, no. what? Wait, I will fix it. No, just leave, you just put that down. That might be a new thing. Oh, dude. I just feel like someone's head is going to get like in between you and the bell. No, no. We stopped swinging bats. It got, became a health and safety issue. Yeah, I can there imagine. There were too many people in the office. Oh. But witnesses. Witnesses, exactly. Um, but, uh, but it was incredible. And you could literally hear like the... like stuff like And you could actually hear the minds, the perspective being delivered and the reaction emotionally to what they were hearing. Yeah. And uh, I got asked uh, at the end of the sh- of the of the talk of the show. He said the, the show, show almost, guys. Yeah, he said the show. Um, <laughs> it was a was show. Like, it, it was like um, in front of a thousand girls. One of them said to me, "Did you study anything?" And I was like, "No." No, did you go to Varsity? And I was like, "No, I didn't study anything." And the whole place just went, "Yeah, woo!" Ah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Finger guns, like, you can finger like, guns. Damn, that was the. I was like, no, 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 hold on. Wait. That was for me. <laughs> yeah. That was for me. Yeah. Richard Branson, but you need to work your shit out. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but because but, the teachers are like picking up their jaws off the floor right about then. Yeah. Hey? Yeah, I know. That's hectic. But Lisa, the the energy, mm. and uh, compared to a talk I did at a corporate probably two weeks ago, and just to get them to ask a question, yeah. was hard. It was blood out of a stone. I know. And but these kids, they were like shouting out things and talking amongst themselves, and it was just murmuring all the time. And people, going, shh. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear what he has yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just incredible. Did and you mic drop? No, but I should have. <laughs> but uh, but it was um, when I say it was a, uh, it really felt like you know when you when you're you you feel like you're finally in a place of true authenticity Correct. and purpose and meaning and yeah. everything just rolls up into one Flow, sp- right? one place and you're just like you're there yeah. and it and it's free and it doesn't cost anything and you don't give a fuck no. and it's all about them you know yeah. and uh, and that for me was just like it was such a huge is that the first time you've ever done that yeah cuz we we launched this thing called the dreamers dojo I don't know, about three months ago. Yes. So so just to let you know, guys, right about then when, when Matt launched that and put out like PR shit and everything, like you made it onto our competitor profile. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Check it. Okay, good. We were like, I was like, ah, ad. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, we should, but I really want to explore, and this is a conversation obviously for another time, but I'd love to... Uh, explore more seriously about how we can work together to to make a bigger difference no definitely so what you got there was was just a little like hint it was Mm. just like the first line Mm. of of a drug that we get like almost every day i'm so jealous dude people don't get it people do not get this like so I'm, I'm okay. I'm a mom as well, so I have two two kids. I call them fleas. Um, and <laughs> no, there's <laughs> just not flea bags. No, <laughs> no, they wash at least once a day. Um, so no, okay. So I used to live in Peru. You know, you speak Spanish there, and a term of endearment for kids in in Spanish is las pulgas, which means flea. So I came back and everyone, I was calling them pulgas and they were like, what is that? I was like, fleas, so it just stuck. So my fleas, like I have, and I'm a jealous mom. 
right? So I wanted all the firsts. Okay, no one else gets the firsts. No one else gets the first words. No one else gets the first steps. No one else gets firsts. That's all mine because I gave birth to them. So it's like my prerogative. Yeah. All right. And and when I explain this to people, they're like, especially if they're parents, they're like, oh, I get that. You know, I don't want I don't want a nanny or or a primary school teacher like getting all that stuff. That's for me. And and I tell the coaches that come on board with us and, and my staff, it's like, guys, you get to see every single day some kids' first entrepreneurial steps. You get to see that. You get to witness that. This is a privilege mm. to be there for that because not everybody gets to be a part of that journey. Yeah. And what you saw yesterday were those first steps, were those like neural pathways being built and stretched. Mm. And it's so unfiltered and it's so raw. You can't beat that. It was literally a top five experiences ever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, it wasn't a talk. It was like a spiritual experience. You know what I mean? I do. And I really I had, do. I had, you know I, had, what you mean. I know. Of course, you're probably yeah. more placed than anybody else. But I mean, like, I had mothers on LinkedIn t- today going, you know, my daughter was in the audience, and you know, she came home and she was so inspired, and yeah. put your book on the Christmas list and all this kind of stuff. Amazing. And um, but I mean, like, it was just like it was just wow. And you know, I, it was like such a high. Mm. And I said to the team earlier, I was like, I need that again. More. Get in touch with Parktown boys straight away. Like, <laughs> Hook me up. I'm, if it's a thousand kids <laughs> apart. Take me to your dealer. You know, it's great. <laughs> Take me, yeah, totally. It is. But it's the best natural high, totally. I think, outside of jumping out of an airplane or whatever. That I don't, can, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't do but that. But even that's more like fear than it is. Anyway. Like, I'm going <laughs> to die. Mind you, they're teenagers. They'll eat you alive. Mm-hmm. They will. I mean, and they know, they know when you are being authentic or not. They have this, like, sixth sense. Like, you cannot stand up there and bullshit them. You can't. If you do, they will eat you alive. And I found that with teenagers a lot. I mean, we, and look, the younger kids are a little more forgiving. Um, but teenagers, dude, they, they will take you down. Mm. So you're going to be, you be, be on your game. So mm. you are obviously on your game. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah, thank you. But um, let's do quote of the day. Why don't you walk us through this one? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there. I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top, you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up. It's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. Oh dear. Okay, always be yourself. Did you see my teacher handwriting, guys? Look, so look pretty. how beautiful. Look, all the letters Multiple are formed. I know, and everything. All right, so yeah, and le- <laughs> always be yourself unless you can be Batman. Then always be Batman. Right? Grab that up. <laughs> I'll ring the bell. From okay, now on. why? Thank why you. do you do blue steel when you ring the bell? What is that? 
Does he do that? Like, is that a thing? That, because oh. it might make a lot of noise, and I'm, I might not be prepared for the noise that it makes. You never know. Because it's a bell, doesn't make a noise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm like, who is this? <laughs> no, okay. So um, we have a superhero culture in our business. Cool. Um, yeah. We teach kids that they can be superheroes because part of like learning theory and, and pedagogy, here's a big word for you, pedagogy, you broke the three-syllable barrier, mm-hmm. pedagogy, is that um, you start with what kids know and then you move them to what they don't know because then you build these links in their minds to be able to do that. So they don't have like bodies of knowledge that sit in isolation. Like you went to school, what school did you go to? Weinberg Boys. Okay, so you went to a pretty good school. Okay, so I, I doubt that this has got anything to do with Weinberg boys. But um, I left school knowing uh, higher grade maths for my sins. And one of the things that I know is delta equals B squared minus 4AC. Huh. Do you know what that is? Nope. Nope, me neither. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It is a higher grade maths formula that I had with to no meaning whatsoever. I, I'm sure it's got something to do with exponential something somethings, um, but I I don't know what that is. It sits in my brain and I know it, but I have absolutely no idea how it applies to anything in my life, right? Mm. And that's and that's a thing. So so people have taught the knowledge without linking it to anything else, and so it just sits there in a vacuum. So we don't do that. So our whole methodology and pedagogy is based on, okay, this is what you know. So you know about superheroes. Yes. You know about Black Panther. You know about Batman. You know about Superman. You know about Wonder Woman. You know about these superheroes. Now let's link you to things that you don't know about. You might not know about entrepreneurship. But entrepreneurs have superpowers very similar to that of a superhero. Okay, they have that special eyesight, that pro- problem opportunity mm. eyesight. Uh, they will do things that most people won't normally do. They are action heroes, meaning they have to do. They can't just sit, not vaporware. Like, so all of this is linked back to being a superhero. So whenever someone comes into our business and they are a new recruit, they have to pick their, their superhero avatar. Oh, really? So I am Batman. Cool. And literally reads on my business card, Batman. It's a really good talking point when you walk into like one of those very corporate mm. dry environments and they look at your card and they're like, you're Batman? WTF, like well, what is that? And it's a good conversation starter yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and, and like my co-founders are Iron Man and super, Black Superwoman. Sorry, I have to say Black Superwoman. She's insistent that Thank it's you. Black Superwoman. Cool. So yeah, and I mean like your email signature has got your little avatar on it, me in the bat suit and everything as well. So cool. And, and then I say to the kids... Like, what is Batman's superpower? He doesn't have one. He's just normal. He's just normal. And yet, okay. That's, uh, someone always does that. Someone rich, always basically. does that. But he's also an entrepreneur. Bruce Wayne is an Bruce entrepreneur. <laughs> What's that? He's still, he's still rich. He's still rich. He's still rich. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Stupid rich. So basically, that's a superpower. Yeah. Okay, so, so exactly. And now you get to go with kids like he actually doesn't have a superpower, but yet he can be a superhero just like you. He's also an innovator, right? Right. Exactly. A rich one. Yeah. <laughs> a rich one. <laughs> I feel like there's issues coming from this side yeah. of the room. Basically, like all so they know issues. is Batman rich. Batman yeah, rich. Yeah. Batman's... <laughs> Every single movie is still rich. 
You don't get broke, Batman. No. <laughs> that could be a thing. Imagine you got broke, that Batman. That could be a thing. Oh, I feel like it's we should like, meme that. We need like to meme whole, that. It's like a whole new enterprise, like yeah. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Broke Batman. Batman. Yes. Part one. Yes. He's you can achieve anything, even when you broke. <laughs> Now he's just weird because broke Batman is actually just cooked, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like when he's rich, he's cool, but when he's broke, it's just like, dude, you should be in a padded cell, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Totally, totally. totally. Cool. So, so that's where we go. We go like, this is what you know, you know about these, and we link it to what you don't know, uh-huh. and we bring in the superhero vibes there. All right, yeah, cool. Chris, are you gonna get ready for your segment? Uh oh. Come have a seat here and pull up the mic. Must I like warm up or something? No, no, no. Go, go. Oh, yeah. Wait, you have to speak into the mic if you want to talk. Yeah. Yeah, come you on. You need a talking stick. <laughs> but three, two, one. Oh, go on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for those of you listening, Kira is just uh, walking up to the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How's it? Hello, Kira. What is the difference between Batman and a robber? Tell us quick. Batman can walk into a store without Robin. Oh. I don't know. Does that get a bell? I don't know. That's well, well done. You'll only, you, you only regret the things you don't do. So well done. I commend you on that. Yeah, hashtag dad joke. So this is a new segment because right. Chris is the clown of the office. Oh, really? Are you, Chris? Apparently. Uh, okay. Just the, the mic's there, bro. Have you ever spoken into a mic before? I have. I have. Yes. You can pick it up as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, pick it up. There you go. Well done. Cool. Oh. Okay. So um, this is a new segment called "Don't Laugh." Oh, I'm gonna fail. Your job. So Your badly. job. Your job is not to laugh. No, dude. Like you, if you can get you, through no, three. But you line it up like that, and I'm like ready to corpse already. Okay. No, no, so hold on. no. But Chris is. He's like. He's. I, I try. Anyway, he's. He's quite funny. So if you can get through three. Jokes okay. and win, then then what? Then you can get a signed copy of my book. Like I think I'm getting a get signed copy anyway. anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you don't, think, you don't so? think so. All right, I'll sign it myself. I mean, nothing. Okay, okay, okay go. Um, joke one. Okay. Why didn't the piece of toilet paper cross the road? Why? Because it was stuck in a crack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> joke number two. What's green and invisible? The invisible apple. This cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Okay. So it's not... Uh, all right. Fin- let's go to joke number three and then, um, joke and then I will... Joke number three. Say knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, where do you find him? <laughs> Seriously? Like, where? Where? Hey, so the funniest part about this exercise, because, because audience, you, you can't, and those listening and watching cannot see, but Chris's face is actually the funniest thing about this. Like, Chris finds his jokes so funny that he's like, he's having a complete meltdown on the other side of the camera. Okay. Crazy Indian. No, okay. Uh-oh. No, uh, no, no. It is visual. Yeah, shame. No. Okay, cool. Chris, Thank you well very done. much, Chris. Well done. Well done. You survived. Very well done. I don't know. Chris. You did a great job. Yeah. It was really quite good. It was. 
points for. I'm surprised you didn't even snigger. I tried. Like I tried you to tried s- to snigger. Yeah, but those were bad. Those were really bad, Chris. I think we need to have a little review, <laughs> like a little performance review hereafter. All right. Yeah, a little KP, laughing KPI, right? <laughs> Chris, no. should, I'm dishing out burpee penalties for every <gasps> joke that you failed at. Is this a thing? I did laugh. Is this a thing? Do you guys have to do burpees? <gasps> oh, Seriously? Mm-hmm. I hate burpees. It's a personal development thing. It's personal development. <laughs> I got her there, dude. Yeah, you, know, you, just, you just have to push her over the line. Sorry. <laughs> Stretch goals right there. <laughs> right. So, back to me. the action. Let's go back to the action. So, yeah. um, thanks for playing. Sure. Um, but mm. uh, so, let's talk about uh, women empowerment. I mean, okay. obviously. What do you see or what's the angle of women empowerment and me too in the school system as you see it? So when you're doing these interventions, mm. you know, teaching your curriculum there, what do you see? What are kids saying about oh. equality, gender equality, can gen- can things I like that? Can I tell you a really sad story? Yeah. Um, so we were recently at a girls' school, um, not the one that you were at, but a, a, a girls' school. And I was teaching this group of grade 11s. And we're doing the whole like superhero vibes, you know, in the superhero poses and everything and we were talking about failure which I presume you also chat about Mm. failure and I dig failure like micro experimentation and I teach them about micro experimentation you know in a safe environment risk free uh, all of that sort of stuff you know iterations agility blah 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 and I said to these girls okay so how many of you know what it it means to fail okay and they all like stuck up their hands and then I said to them okay and how many of you know what it feels like to fail and some of them like stuck up their hands and then I said to them and how many of you are failures and some of them stuck up their hands and I just like I was completely floored I actually videotaped it because I actually I was floored because like how many times do you have to fail before you've integrated it into your identity like who you are you know and and in the schooling structure, you, you win or you lose. Like, you either get it right or you suck. That's it. There's no like, okay, cool, come back next week and we'll figure it out. There's none of that. You sit down, you write the test, ah, uh, fail, off you go. You know, like, mm. there, there's no ability to, to do that micro-experimentation in a safe place. It's not safe. And literally, like, they've failed so many times at school and they've been told, you failed, you failed, you failed. Eventually, that they go, I am a failure. Like, mm. no ways. And especially with girls. Especially with girls, it's, it, it forms part of their identity. And, and I, was, I was so saddened by that. And I'm raising girls. So I was like, I don't know how, where to send you, where, what educational environment to put you in that doesn't warp your worldview to believe that you are a failure. Like, no, that is not okay. And or not good enough. Whoa, totes, like not good enough. For who? For what? For when? You know, it's, it's this, like learning doesn't start when you walk through the school gates and end when you get your matric certificate. It 
that it's not a linear journey. It's messy. It's difficult. It's hard. It's easy. It's awesome. And you can do that kind of like cyclical loop right the way through as long as all your balls are pulling in the generally forward direction. You know, that's what learning is. Mm. Not this and then that and then uh, no, fail, no, stop, no. Okay, it's not that. Yeah. So, yeah, what, what I'm seeing in, in women, if you want to say woman empowerment, but I don't think it's woman specific, I think it's people empowerment, is, is guys, like, n- not to normalize failure, it's actually to just decontextualize it completely. Like, don't even frame the word. Don't even, don't even make it a thing. Like, step away from it. You know, this mm. is just, let's experiment. See what we get cool we got this cool let's put some other factors together let's experiment see what we get do you think gen- gender gender inequality is as uh, acute as it is in corporates as it is in schools or just in general in other words oh. outside of the school system versus inside, versus inside is it as acute or, or are kids kind of like well you know we haven't really been exposed to the outside world yet so it's less apparent oh mm. uh. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, my girls don't see it. My kids. How old are they? Seven and ten. And they don't see it? No. They're not like, oh, well, he's a boy, he gets this, or I'm a girl and I get that. Or these opportunities are open to me because I'm a girl, or, you know, or close to me because of, I'm a boy. It, it, like, they don't, they don't see it. And maybe that's because they've been brought up li- almost from when they can remember in a mother-headed household possibly mm. maybe because i do everything like i change the light bulbs and and i put up the shelves with the drills mm. and the things so like i'm i'm that mom mm. and maybe that's what they see and so that it's not normalized in their minds but i i look at the schooling system um and i mean it's broken at so many levels but it's also it has its place mm. in a lot of academia some there are kids that have that aptitude and they work there, and it, it's great. <coughs> oh, I well, feel like you're jumping onto something here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm jumping onto the whole idea of, of patriarchy, mm. actually. Okay. And, um, and how, you know, they, they might not, they might be, they may, they may have been exposed to, like, let's take history, for instance. Yes. If you take a historical class, it's like yes. you don't see women kings and leaders and things like that or no. invaders they're all men yes so and um, you know it's true it's just the truth no, no, it's true. so, so they but they don't maybe they don't internal internalize it and then extrapolate that to like it's a, implicit it's not explicit that's it yeah. yes yeah. and it's the same as like actually the schools themselves who runs the school yeah because like 80 percent of school principals are men men yeah totally even in girls schools yeah, so it's was, unconscious, right? It is. It's unconscious. It's it's implicit, not explicit. Mm. Even in the framing of the schools, the framing of the environments, you know, uh, the vice chancellor, you know, at you know, Paking at in UCT is a female, but she reports into a male chancellor. Mm. So even in even in the build, mm. there's a there's an implicit bias, maybe. Yeah. However, if you sit there and you anguish over the bias. You using up energy that could be used to fight the bias. Mm. I would say something like really that was kind of weird that I felt when I was there yesterday. Yeah. I actually felt intimidated. Did you? Yeah. What by the estrogen? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> like no, you walk into a school okay. and all you see. It was a weird, it was a completely because it's not normal. You know, I, I don't. So is it quite polarized? Is that what yeah, you felt? Yeah, it made it made. 
for me, it made maybe my own unconscious bias acute, where suddenly okay, so thing, things were flipped. Right. Like what? Even though I was on the stage doing the talking, yeah. they were the ones you know in what control. I mean? in control completely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, I was, I was speaking at Standard Bank's Top Women Conference yesterday. And, and we were talking around what needs to happen for women to own their place in entrepreneurship. Mm. And I hate this. I hate this, um, this, uh, this polarization of, well, it must be one or the other. Okay. I, I hate it. Like, I must, I must rise, but then you must fall. Like, that's that mentality. I hate that mentality. It's not an or. It's an and. Mm-hmm. You rise and I rise and we go together. It's and. Mm-hmm. This, this I, men need to step aside and let women take their place. No. That's not a th- Like men actually, and, and, and it's actually one of the discussions I've had with some of my senior leadership team in, in the business that are men. I'm like, I'm, they automatically walk into meetings and they often dominate the conversation because that's what they're used to and that's their place. And I don't, I don't become kind of bullish or... Um, uh, sort of warlike, you know, because a lot of women will do that. They will become very pit bullish to try and take their place. I'm like, no, that you've taken the spot, you've owned your space. If you if you feel as though I am worthy of it, you actually need to offer it. And it's not women taking, it's men offering. And that's the difference. Oh, thanks, guys. But the, that's and that for me is really important. Is that no, if we do anything at the suffering of somebody else or at the detriment of somebody else, nobody gains. Mm. the The economy does not gain because someone's going backwards and someone's going forward. So eventually, the pool of that effort is neutral. Mm. You stay in the same place. Mm. So actually, we all move forward. We all move forward together. And that was my and it was met at the Sunnybank conference with a like a bit of a like what. But who yeah. was there? Woman. Woman. Okay. Uh, it was all woman. And why would they? Is it what? What's the? Where's the friction coming from? There? I think it's like because they expected this militant stance for woman like, empowerment. We must take back what? Yeah. yeah, yeah he, here's my bra. Set it on fire. I think maybe that's what they expected. <laughs> and I was like, no, you know, um, dignity, like in unison. That that's that's what i'm about i'm Mm. I'm not about at the detriment of the other Mm. so i don't know maybe that's what they expected i don't know well yeah i mean it's it's i like that idea completely because you know if you if it's the other way around then how should men interpret that right and act right appropriately right so you got me backed into a corner and by the way like i'm not going to come out fighting what do you think's gonna happen also in a congruent fashion yes do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm doing this because it's the right thing, thing to, to do. do. And the right thing to do is always the right thing to do. Whether but, it, but when it feels competitive. Exactly. How, now suddenly, I'm hang on. Yeah. This person or this woman's coming to take my, my job, my career, my livelihood, you know, and that's totally. quite easy to, to make that jump. Yeah. And I work with some incredible men. I have to say that they are superb examples of, of how to create balanced workplace environments. Mm. And I'm, I'm absolutely blessed. So, I mean, I've got a, um, a predominantly female board. We are a female 
predominantly owned managed business as well. So some women in the space, particularly in social entrepreneurship, have a, a role to play, quite a significant role to play. But that's not to say that the men in the environment don't. You know, it's not, it's not the one or the other. And they, have, they just act so graciously and, and so dignified in that, in that space. And they, they let us have the space. So I'm blessed with amazing men, amazing men in this business. Cool. Yeah. And it's not that I'd, I'm a man and so they don't look up to me or they don't respect me. Mm. It's, it's not that at all. It's, yeah. it's incredible. So just a couple more questions and then we'll wrap up. But what, what, what's the one thing you want to say about the whole, play, the whole spectrum of you know, women empowerment? I mean, you got Me Too and all these kind of things. Mm. And you know, I think you mentioned it earlier, but there's this rising consciousness of social injustice and correcting the injustices of the past that yeah. used to be a South African narrative. Now suddenly now the whole world's world talking about it, yeah. um, <clears throat> which is ir- ironic in and of itself in many respects. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because exactly. they pretty much ignored us and now and suddenly, wrote us off. Yeah. And then we were like, "Cool, we've made it right." And now suddenly, just through the connect, anyway, yeah, for various reasons, suddenly now, no, no, it's Colin Kaepernick, and it's you know, it's this and that, and white supremacy, and Trump, and this and that. <laughs> You know, all bad. <laughs> of course. All bad, you know. So because, ha- because it sells. Totally. So yeah. having said all of that, yeah. what's the one point of view you want to get across? About women empowerment. Or just about social injustice social or injustice whatever that and, might, and women might empowerment. be. Um, I caution people against the pendulum swing. So when you come out of something, the right way is not the far the other way. Okay. So, you know, we've, we've come out of a, a level of very serious oppression. And so what happened is we, you know, put in black economic empowerment and we put in all of these things. And what happened is the pendulum went, whoa, to that side. Okay. I, I caution people against the pendulum swing, against the momentum that's created out of something that you run so fast headlong into almost the exact opposite with the same effect. Hmm. So that's, when it talks about social injustice, I caution people against the pendulum swing. Hmm. Is we could have had a Nelson Mandela walking down the street and he had every right to spurt out uh, anything that incriminatory and, and inflammatory that would have set our country into civil war easily, like on the nice edge. And he didn't. Because he, he understood that if you push that pendulum that far, you create as much destruction mm. in the process. So social injustice happens when the pendulum sits on, on either far side of that spectrum. So bring that pendulum down to middle into a, a, safe, a safe swing, a safe yeah. balance. And that's, that's kind of where I caution people is just understand like how far is your pendulum swinging. Great point. Very cool. Thanks. It's like the universe pours a vacuum. So if you create a vacuum too big, right. it'll fill it up with something that's the opposite. Correct. Exactly yeah. that. And you don't ever want to create that because you're just creating more of the opposite with, with the same level of, of destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Why do you do what you do? Oh, goodness. <sighs> every, every single day. I love it. Can I get an error day? Can I get an error day? Error day? You say error day. Do you guys do that? Okay. Do, do you do error day? Do error day? Okay. 
All day, every day. All day, every day. <laughs> Feels like home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, why do I do what I do? It, you know, I am wholly and utterly unemployable. That's t- right. Because, and this is going to sound cheesy, so whip out your brie and your goda, is that like... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Sure. Smell, <laughs> smells in you. It does. It says, uh, it's the stinky kind of cheese. No, it, it, this, like, this hits my purpose button. So I think, you know, that whole like cheese about when you find out why you were born, you know, that's the second day you start to live, is that I am wholly and utterly unemployable because I've hit my purpose. Mm. I get to combine being an educator, not a teacher, because I suck in the classroom, I don't suck in the classroom as a teacher. I suck in the classroom as an employee. I'm a very bad employee. Okay, I'm a really bad... Like, in, in a school, I, I suck. I, I unpick stuff. Okay. But now I get to teach kids, educate kids about something that is relevant and applicable. The moment they leave that door, they can apply it. They don't have to wait 10 years. They don't have to... like. They don't have to figure out what delta equals B squared minus 4AC is before they can apply it. Like I give them stuff that they can literally walk out of the door with and apply right there and then. And what you experienced, that's what I do and why I do it. And, and it drives me every day, every day. When it's hard, when it's like, you know, my team is bitching and moaning and, you know, when we have to like go to some interesting areas where my car gets stoned, like in protests and stuff like that. Um, it's, dude, purpose button. Hmm. It it hits that purpose button every single day. Amazing, cool, Lisa. Thanks for being on the show. Shots. Yes. This edition of the MapRound Show is brought to you by NetworkSpace.co.za. In fact, our studios are here in building number four at NetworkSpace up in Johannesburg. These guys have made us a huge deal, have really bent over backwards to give us the kind of service that most exciting businesses deserve. If you want more information about NetworkSpace, you can actually come and check out our studio. We are always open to meet new entrepreneurs and business owners from around the country, and you can do that right here at networkspace.coza. Thanks for checking out the Map Round Show, guys. And if you'd like to get the Kung Fu put in your ninja, check out digitalkungfu.co.za. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.